Hey everyone, and welcome back to Stand By Go, the theater podcast out of Asheville, North Carolina. Today's guest is somebody that I got uh, the pleasure to work with about a year and some months in the past when I did Alice in Wonderland. And um, please welcome the queen of hearts and all of our hearts, Heather Rosinski. Hey everyone, what's going on? Hey, hey. Hey, John. So, like the meanest person in the in the show, the meanest character in the show, oh, yeah. played by one of the nicest that I've ever met. <laughs> so, well, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's let's go back. Let's just go back to that character since we're talking okay. about it right now. How fun was it to play that character? Um, it, God, it really was amazing because, <clears throat> excuse me, I I normally do. Uh, a lot more serious roles, which is kind of funny too, because I love making people laugh. But this role was so awesome because I got to play a character. You know, I got to make a almost a, almost a cartoon version um, of this actually very complicated woman. <laughs> you know, to there's a lot of layers to her, even though she's just, you know, comes off this harsh woman. Um, there, there are some silly parts and that I had a lot of fun doing. Yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun just getting to hear you, especially at the end of act one, when you're just like off with the head uh, from the top of our amazing set. Ah, uh, that was uh, so good. Although I'm going to, I, I will say I was nervous every night with, with you like leaning over the top of that <laughs> oh really eight foot tall platform i'm always afraid of people on platforms but um it's just i stood up there one time and i was like this is very high up for somebody who's afraid of heights you know it's i am afraid of heights at this point in my life i wasn't when i was younger but uh gradually with time i have become a little frightened of it but i i wasn't scared up there you know what i was nervous about that huge dress, which was incredible and made by Karina uh, walking down the stairs in the dark yeah. for, after act one. Oh my gosh. I stepped on it quite a few times on the back of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I remember like having to wait for you to come down the stairs. I was just oh, like, yeah. can somebody tell me when she's down? Somebody tell me when she's yeah, down. Please, like, not yet, please. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> We started I had to wait shuffling to bring me down the, early after that. Yeah. yeah, I had to I had to wait till y'all were gone before I could bring up the house lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing, the entire, all the costumes for that show made oh. by Karina were amazing. Yeah, but I, I really, that. really loved y'all's wigs. <gasps> made out of um, pool noodles. Yeah, pool noodles. Yeah. So they probably looked, or they did, they looked very heavy. But they and were, I'm assuming, very light. My Mar, they were very light, and my Marge Simpson, you know, tall hairdo. It was inc- it was awesome, um, and I'm I'm very thankful and grateful that it wasn't top heavy. Oh yeah, but it it, it had a good it had a good gravity pull. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about like your history in theater, and just kind of what got you started in it, and a little bit about your theater career and background. Okay, cool. Um, My family used to go out to LA and we would go see pilots. So I think I was around 11 and I thought, I really, really want to 
do that. I want to be an actor. And I remember uh, asking my parents, let's find something about it, you know, with auditions or anything. But I danced my uh, five days a week. I did everything from ballet, point, character, tap jazz. Um, so I was performing, but I was really into sports. Um, very good at sports. However, I broke my back when I was about 14 and uh, was down the road. This took a long time, but down the road, it was a uh, brace, body cast. Eventually, um, I was told that I wasn't going to walk again and I was going to be in a wheelchair. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, and I had a lot of support. So once I got the body cast off, my track coach wanted me to run pretty hard. And I said, um, I said, okay. Uh, so I ran a little bit harder. I fell 10 feet in front of the finish line um, during a race for States. I did the hundred meter and I fell. Yeah. 10 feet in front of the finish line. I was first, I was third in the state of Virginia for running. And um, after that, it kind of pushed me right back, right into the theater. Um, a lot of my friends at the time were um, stopped talking to me and I didn't know why. And finally, finally, one person said, oh, it's because you're gay. Well, this is before I knew I was gay. So I ended up making amazing friends in the theater. And, and that's such, that was such a gift to me. Um, to find genuine people that were not out there trying to impress each other all the time. You know, we just, we just, you know, we just had fun, non-judgmental, just love. It was, it was really amazing. So that was, I finally got into that senior year of high school. I had a coach that helps me get into the University of Northern Colorado and 12 people out of 800 auditions got in and I was one of them. So it was very, very cool to meet these professors and professional actors and performers and techies and, you know, all sorts of stuff. But, you know, I played a little too hard and had a really good time. So eventually I went to film school in New York. And I did a lot of acting there. I did quite a few B films and um, voiceovers. And I actually did burlesque for a while, three years. And which was awesome because it was during the Bush agenda and uh, lots, of, lots of protests. And we had something to say, you know, we had a story behind everything. And then I moved um, up to New Hampshire to go back to school and I was giving up theater. I was giving up acting because it was just insane in New York and it was great, but at the same time, very hard. Um, well, I jumped back in the theater once I got back into school and finished with a director's, <laughs> director's degree as well as emphasis in acting. So, yeah. Pe people don't tend to stay away from theater. No, often. I can't. You can't. <laughs> no way. And like I said, I mean, you make family. It, it oh, just yeah. feels good. You know, it just feels good. And you work so hard together to bring all sorts of emotions out. Oh, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. What brought you uh, to North Carolina? Um, I, I started a theater company for kids. It's called Kids Stage. Um, about three years ago. Yeah. And I've been, I've been doing full shows. We did the jungle book one year. We did, um, Alice in Wonderland. We did, uh, gosh, all sorts of shows. And what I decided I'm going to start doing camps instead of, um, after school Mm -hmm. because I love getting that full week where they can, you know, we can dive into it together and, it's an adrenaline rush for a week and then they get to perform in front of their peers, in front of their people. So I started that company to build confidence and self-esteem within children because, you know, as we know, this world is wild, especially right now. And they need, they need to be able to stick up for themselves in a positive light, not fighting, you know, and like I said, it's a safe, safe space. That's one of my things is you are not allowed to bully or laugh at each other in a mean yeah. way or you, you can't participate. And I was bullied pretty hard growing up. And that is just one thing. I don't want, I don't want kids to have to work through that and deal with that, that harsh bullying, not, not just regular, you know, teasing and hurt feelings. Um, to affect them the rest of their life because some people aren't able to get help and that, you know, that, that just kills me. So just having fun, safe space, create together, create there, there's something very powerful in that. Yeah. I love working with, with kids theater. Cause I do, um, I've stage managed and been an assistant director for, uh, kids shows at, at ACT and it's just really fun. It's sometimes very frustrating, but (laughs) it's very rewarding at the end to see them put on a show. Um, Almost sometimes more so than when I'm like the stage manager of a main stage show. I can understand that. Like they're they're different, but Mm -hmm. I think it's just, especially when you have like, that I don't know how, how young you go, but like that five-year-old yes. who like never paid attention and whatever. And then the lights turn on and he's like the best Will. little squirrel that you've ever seen. And you're yeah. just like, <laughs> and, and they're excited. Like they, mm. they, they run into the theater and uh, yeah, it's, I didn't do, I didn't do theater in a theater or like, a, like that until I was in high school. Um, yeah. mainly because I, I never really, I didn't show like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And my parents right. never put me in anything that I didn't show some interest in. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I never say, Oh, I wish you would have done this when I was little. It was just, it would have been cool. Um, but it, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. it's so fun watching them come in and, and they have a whole new group of friends that they've created, um, oh, so that are sometimes stronger than what they have at school just because being an actor and doing shows takes a huge amount of courage. And I think, and as adults, we know that. And as adults, we know that um, when we show that courage with the other people that are in our, our cast, that we become closer, but kids don't really know, don't realize that, but we can see it. Yeah. We can see that these students. It's beautiful. Yeah. And 
they have program from like little kids all the way through through teenagers and there are some of them who are you know upper grade teenagers who've been together in the same classes since they were eight that is so cool and that just watching that is is a lot of fun um right before everything shut down they were doing you're in town a a teenage teen performance of that and I would just go into rehearsal like the last 30 minutes I had nothing to do with it I just had 30 minutes between the one class that I was doing was over and then having to to set the stage for the show that night and I would just go in there and it's like wow yeah these kids are talented and they're super but it's the connection that they have Mm -hmm. that is and it's really cool to be like a part of that Oh yeah, definitely. And the energy, you can see it between them, between each, you know, when they're just like talking, I love watching them just have conversations with when they don't even, when they don't even know that I, you know, I'm watching or listening. Uh, They're so smart. They're so smart. And like you're saying, the courage, the courage, uh, it, it's so, it's, it's empowering. It really is. You yeah. feel, you just feel good. Yeah. I mean, actors are crazy. There's my dogs. Oh, it's fine. Hey, we are a dog and pet friendly podcast here. Oh, well so, you're in the right place. So I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, no actors are crazy. And the fact that like the number one fear of the world is public speaking. And right. we as actors make the choice to do it. <laughs> yeah, I used to say that um, therapists are in business at, you know, in high demand, mostly because of actors, like the big wigs, you know, it's just like we, and not only public speaking, we choose to dive into these emotional places mm-hmm. that, I mean, I love, love, love deep parts. I love, um, I studied Meisner for many, many years, and it's it's one of my dearest gifts that I've from different coaches, um, and just being able to utilize my own my own experiences, my own life, and and pumping life into the characters' experiences. You know, I love, I really, I'm that actor that sits down and writes pages, you know, page after page after page about me, about me as a, that character. Yeah. Yeah. I've said this um, a couple of times on, on this podcast is that I typically just play slightly different versions of myself. Mm-hmm. I've never really played anybody that really stretches me and really makes me dive deep. Yeah. Um, there was one theater that I did a lot of, uh, like I was typecast as the loud announcer guy. That's just, <laughs> was the, That's what it- that was the role I was. They, the character yeah. needed to be big and loud enough to fill, you know, create yeah, the spotlight on me. And yeah, you know, I can do there that. You are. Yeah. The, the one time where it came in real handy was when we did Annie, get your gun. Oh, I love that show. And oh I played, and, and I played Buffalo Bill. Yeah, like, of course you did. So, but like even like the Cowardly Lion was not a stretch for me. I'm not saying I'm a coward, you know, I, but there's just a, a part of him that is not, that is me. Like it, I didn't have to go diving to do that. Sensitive. But I would love to play some characters that really stretch me and, and have the, and do it in a theater in which I have time to actually 
do right. the, do the diving because I think sometimes some theaters it's like they just give you enough time to rehearse yes and get it on your feet and go and True. not a lot of time to like hey let's sit down for the first two weeks and really figure out what this character is right absolutely and especially you know those theaters that are pumping shows they just don't have time you know yeah. like you're saying it's it it would be really nice to I love doing the first reading. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, when you get to finally put voices to those, to those words and those characters, yeah. it really does make a difference. You know, I, could, I, I read the play and then I go into the first reading and it's just a totally different world. And then all of a sudden everything starts coming together with the set, the costumes. And I just love that progression. It's so exciting. Yeah. and. Yeah, I yeah, I'm one of those um and it sounds like you're one of these with me too, but I'm one of those weird people that likes rehearsals. I love rehearsals. Like my favorite my favorite part of the entire production is tech week. And oh, that me too. A and lot I, of times people dread maniacs. it. I mean, there's a reason why there's a nickname for it that is Hell Week. Yeah. Um, which I used to say it like like all the time, but I've actually tried to stop saying that just because it puts such it's a negative not. connotation. It's I my agree. favorite. Um, I love I, it. I love Tech like Sunday. At, yeah. Yeah. I love Tech Sunday at you at, at ACT, the 10 oh, hour long. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I just love watching because, especially from the stage manager's point of view, since we're in the front the whole time. Right. See, you know, I've seen right. every rehearsal the way it is from the front. Right. And then I see that, you know, those lights. I was in there when Brian, who was the lighting designer yeah. for Alice, created the end of the first act look mm. and i remember and you know this was yeah. a couple days before actors came in for that it was like the friday before tech all right sunday and um he was behind me and we've been friends for years for a couple of years because we went to unca together oh cool and i was just writing in cues doing not really paying attention and he's like john watch and he makes the whole house go black and then he then he presses that cue and it happens. And then he just giggles behind me because he's so excited Ugh. about what he just created. Um, Lighting yeah, is a just, whole other world. Oh, that if, is art in itself. Holy moly. If I wasn't so terrified of heights, I think I would be a lighting designer. I just oh love the, uh, I love the idea of telling the story through the lights. Uh, oh my gosh, me too. I, but same with the ladders, but it, I, you know, once I get out the ladder, it's the, pull it's unplugging the lights because you know the tape's been on it and you're pulling and i'm like yeah. i'm gonna pull this so hard i'm gonna fly <laughs> off this ladder and you know what that's just my luck anyway so yeah. Yeah. um but I, I i had an amazing professor um dan raymond at university of new hampshire and he i love he's just this really tall calm dude and then he'd be like just kiss it you're like, what? You'd be like, keep it simple, stupid. Talking oh, yeah. about lighting, you know, and I love it <laughs> because it's so true. And the more, the more complex, um, I mean, just what it is. Yeah. It, just, it kind of gets confusing and even messes up a story sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can. Um, you know, of course, Brian I'm, on this, I'm oh. on this big like Hamilton kick right now. I've watched it. Oh, before. please. I've watched it four times in the last three weeks. 18 times. Every morning I'm like, I got to do this. I and love, I the, love it. The, as I think the way Lynn says it, the carving with lights 
that that lighting designer did with that show there i watched it with a friend of mine the other day and i like paused it at certain points and i was like this is my favorite lighting design um, oh it's incredible and the dancing yeah uh, I miss, uh, that is one thing as an adult, I, I miss those classes. That was another thing, not just the theater, but being in the studio. Yeah. Same people. I, I danced since I was three. So most of, I mean, of course people came and went, but there were, there were a core group that we did it together. Traveled yeah. through, traveled through the years. Yeah, that's another one of those things that I kind of wish I was I was put in to try when I was little. Um, I, again, like my parents never put me in anything I didn't show express sure. interest in. But yeah, I, it would it it would be int- I would be interested to know like what my career path would have been, you know, had I taken dance and voice lessons when I was younger. Oh, and just like cultivate because I'm actually a pretty decent dancer especially for a guy my size. Um, I think a big part of that is sports uh, because I played sports since I was like from like four to like 13, like completely all the time. Going, going, going. Yeah. And then I stopped, but like in high school I would play, like I started playing pickup basketball Mm. once one or two times a week. And um, I think that's why I had the coordination I do when I can do musical theater and then I've played bass since I was in sixth grade. So I have the rhythm. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I started playing in fifth grade. I played the cello so I can learn right. how to play the bass. Oh, that's incredible. And then from sixth to 12th grade, I played upright classical um, bass, yes. bass. And then in eighth grade, I taught myself how to play bass guitar. Um, and yeah. And I mean, I haven't played in a few years, but I could probably pick one up oh, and, and play something. Someone, right. Yeah. I've played in, I've played the pit in a couple shows, which nice. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I could read music, which is very helpful, especially like, yeah, now, I like cannot. as a stage manager. Um, but yeah, it's just, I have those two things. The I don't necessarily look graceful when I dance, but well, there's plenty uh, of parts that you don't have to be graceful in. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to, when, when I did Footloose, I yes. like begged the choreographer to put me in the teen chorus. And she like begged the director to put me in the teen chorus. But they wanted, <laughs> but they want, because I just wanted to dance. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's so freeing. Yeah. yeah. And they wanted my voice in the adult, in the adult chorus. And I would have had to have shaved this, which I haven't done in like five years. So you haven't? Oh, that's awesome. No, I haven't been. I have been clean shaven since I took my stage makeup class. Oh my god, I in love like 2015. makeup. Yeah, I did yes. zipper face. Oh really? One of my classes. Yeah. It, it, before it was huge. I don't know. I, all of a sudden, like. The next semester, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to do zipper face. Did you see that on Pinterest? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we did. My final for that was, it was basically like create like a character or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody did zipper face. I was initially going to do Phantom with like the full like layers of this. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the professor, like, I, like the, it was our final and so we had two and a half hours to do our final, but the class before it, we got to come in and practice. Same. Oh yeah. And I got about 45 minutes into it and the professor came up and was like, there's no way you can do this in two and a half hours. 
um, to do it right. And he was right. He was correct. And so (laughs) I ended up doing uh, the Tin Man, uh, which I'd done before, but I did like an upgraded, it looked like a steampunk Tin Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I always played, I always got the Tin Man. Um, I played them three times, but it's because I tap. I love tap. That is my ultimate favorite. Yeah, I've, I've also been the Tin Man. Oh, yeah, you told me that. I remember. That's uh, so yeah, that's the show I've done the most. I've performed in it three times and been backstage once. <laughs> that's awesome. And I played Tin Man and I actually bought like uh, cheap tap shoes because I wanted nice. to tap in the, in the dance break. Never right. taken tap. But I talked to the choreographer. She's like, I can teach you what you need to do for this break. Oh, I was like, perfect. Absolutely. So I bought the tap shoes for like 40 bucks or something and yeah. um, got there, got to, got on stage and the director didn't want me to wear them. Oh like, man. She's like, yeah, I don't want to hear you tap throughout the whole show. I'm like, I am made of tin. But I am metal. Yeah. We won't get into silly, silly. My, my dislike of that director, but um I've been there, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I, I love doing that show just in general. I love the show and I love the characters, yes. in it. but I think my favorite part of the whole show doesn't even happen on stage. It's that, it's that costume change from being the character <laughs> back to the farmer. Oh my gosh. You know, and the first time I did that same, it was like, speed it up, everybody. I mean, it's yeah. just, that is a fun, quick change. Um, but like with dancing, we were, I, I did, my sister and I did so much, mm-hmm. so many classes. Well, and the group that, you know, the core group I was talking about, that there were people in the wings, you know, just waiting for us. Because it would yeah. be... Some of them were just, I don't even know how we did that. How do you get a kid to change that fast? I mean, it's like (laughs) different tights, everything. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. When the last, when I did it as Cowardly Lion, there was actually a video. uh, It's on my YouTube of of us doing the quick change. Actually, it's like a 10 minute long video. And like the first three minutes are... Uh, the scarecrow's transformation from farmer to scarecrow. Nice. The tin man's transformation from farmer to tin man, and then my transformation from farmer to. And then, like the last few minutes is because uh, what we did. Um, did you get a chance to see it? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. so as you know, like we went back um, as our farmer, like we went back to become our farmer, and then right. we had to get back into our oh, costume yeah. for curtain call. Oh, I watched it. I was like, "Oh yes," because yeah, Jerry, you know yeah, because I mean? Jerry wanted us to be in our characters for curtain call, which a hundred percent agree with. And so um, we went back. You know, you know, I, had, I think I had, I only had two people with me. Um, actually, no, I only had one person with me. Mark had three. He was a tin man, which yeah. makes oh, yeah. a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I just had. I felt so bad for mine because I sweat so much. <laughs> There's even a part, I, I think, it. I think of the video, like at the end, she's just like, ah. <laughs> shaking it up, especially like I sweat enough anyway, but especially in that costume. Oh, I believe um, it. How could you not? Luckily, Karina was very nice and she made a cooling vest for me. She is just so awesome. 
Yeah, I almost I almost thought about buying that from her. Like, can I just have this under every costume that I do? Yeah, that's how I am. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah I sweat. <laughs> well, um, and especially having tattoos, I have to wear that long the long nude sleeves. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but then you know you put the queen's costume on, and you're like, holy hot. Yeah, I've only actually the the Wizard of Oz was the only since I've gotten this tattoo. Um, every role at every role I've done is they're like, Oh, we don't care if the character has tattoos. So like I've lucked out until I was, um, the cowardly lion and it actually had nothing to do with the lion. It was, uh, the farmer because everybody, everybody everybody got to roll their sleeves up, but I couldn't not the time. No farmer in the (laughs) thirties. We're going to have tattoos. And I remember saying, Oh, I wish you put my, my sleeves up and Karina's like, well, you shouldn't have gotten a tattoo. I know I get, I get crap. I've gotten crap for years, but you know, well, when I first got mine and this was my, this was the second one. Um, Don't you have one right up here? Yeah. I have six. So that's my ghost light. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a cross on one shoulder. Right. um, Showed me that one. A sun on the other shoulder shoulder that says, you are my sunshine. That's for my mom. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Yeah. This one's my, my memorial tattoo, the cross. Yeah. Because it has my dad and my nephew's initials on it. And then I have this mountain range that continues on with my, uh, with one of my best friends, Peyton. She has the continuance. It's not a matching tattoo, but when you put it together, it creates a a mountain range. Um, And then I got the two animals, the panda and the bulldog that I got um, on opening night of Alice. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, But when I first got my tattoo, I was like, I don't plan on being an actor again. Same. Um, And they just, I kept collecting and doing shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that I just keep doing, doing theater. Um, but one of the things I try and do when I stage manage is I try and act in a show at least once a year or maybe every every couple of years, just because it's like every time I do a show, like there's something else I pick up like, right. Um, Oh, you know what? I need to start doing this when I stage manage because my actors need this. You know, um, stage managing is also an art and uh, I've done it once and it's not for me. Uh, I'm not that organized. I'm just not. I'm organized <laughs> with, you know, I'm very organized with papers and stuff. But like when it comes to, I just, I'm like, oh my God, too much. And I'm a talker, clearly. Yeah. Um, but you are so good. And I was telling one of my friends in Boston, I was like, he is you probably are one of the top three stage managers I've ever worked with. Oh, well, thank you. Um, absolutely. I really appreciate it. I was talking to him and I was like, I mean, you're just, you're not just organized, but you're, you're a kind person while you're working. You, you're not, you're not guarded. You're just professional, which is nice because stage manager, you have to be approachable. Oh yeah, absolutely. And how many have you worked with that are not really approachable? I've lucked out and I've had really good stage managers. Oh, that's awesome. When I've had, I've had, I've done shows that didn't have a stage manager. Okay. Well that counts then. There's, there's a theater that I worked for (laughs) that they both, neither show that I did with them had a stage manager and it was just kind of crazy. No, I've heard, I've heard, you know, horror stories of, of like terrible stage managers and, and mean stage managers. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I haven't had too many, but there's, I've definitely experienced it yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've, you know, with this lockdown, I, I tried my hardest to like, not just sit around and do nothing. Um, right. And so I, especially early on, I may have not done as many lately, but I would go on every stage manager's webinar that was oh, happening. Nice. Okay. And so I've sat in on, you know, just about any of the big like Broadway stage managers and they're all super nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you I know, you, you hear, um, I, I think maybe some people have like a certain opinion of like what a Broadway stage manager would be just because it's so, because it says Broadway cutthroat and it's so yeah. like it's Broadway. And so like right. the shows have to be perfect. And um, I think that some of them are intense and I think intensity can come, can come across as meanness. Sure. Like they're like to the point like this needs to happen here, 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 and here. Mm -hmm. um, and they're juggling 80 million things. Oh my God. Um, I love communication. Just say it. I'm yeah. But they're always that. so they, yeah, they're all so nice and, um, and they're doing things that like you'd have to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to go to a class to learn the stuff that they're just handing you for free. They're just like, here, ah. here's the information. Here's what I, this is what I used to do. Sharing and, is caring. And one of and one of them who was like my third episode of this podcast, um, Matt Stern, he started the, the, the Broadway stage manager symposium, mm -hmm. which is in New York every summer which is an amazing oh, yeah. thing. And, um, have you been, I went two years ago. Sweet. I went in 2017 wow. and then, um, they did it all online this year and I did that as nice. well. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Um, and so he does a SM tech Friday every Friday where he just, <laughs> which is free and open to everybody. Um, and it's just the creators of all these, like apps and websites and, and whatever. Um, and they just come on for an hour and a half every Friday and they just talk about oh, wow. whatever their app is. And it, there's been like, um, like my least favorite thing to do as a stage manager is line notes. And there is a line note app for like 15 bucks <gasps> you have on your iPad. And all you have to do is like you highlight it and then you mm -hmm. press the character and it, it creates an email and you just send it out at the end of the night. Well, um, there's, that, there's a blocking, there's like a, a blocking app and, you know, all the, a, a virtual call board thing. So like what? if you were in a show with me, you would just get this app on your phone. And Check every time, out. every time I upload on, on it, on the website, it sends you an email or whatever. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. or it's, it's, it sends you a notification on your phone. Talk about convenient. Yeah. And all those free. And I haven't missed one of those yet. I've missed one. But because I registered for it, he just sends me the the follow up email. Oh, cool! So yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. And it, I'm gonna have to check that out because I do love learning. It doesn't. The know. only thing that I don't like about it, and it's no fault of their own, is just mm -hmm. everything is focused towards like Broadway level and like high regional theater level. And it's one of those things like I'll read something and I'll like, well, ACT wouldn't do that, but it would be really nice to have when I'm a resident stage manager. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally, get but there's that. also been some that I'm like, ACT needs this right now. Like I, I haven't sent have them because <laughs> yeah, but I have like emails ready to be like, you know, once everything opens back up to be like, all right, Shanda, we need to 
read through this and get this for the for the for the school or oh my or the gosh. theater yeah yeah um yeah and so yeah they're all amazing and it's just i think it's because it's such a small like like broadway stage manager like mm-hmm. there's only so many of them right that they they don't all, they want to give out all the information they're small but they're not exclusive you know they could easily be I like we don't want any more because then we don't get jobs right it's yeah if you're interested in this you know let's I get had, the arts out there man yeah i had one one of the asms for come from away was on one of the webinars and uh, she mentioned something in the chat. So I sent her a direct message and, she, and I was like, and she's like, yeah, let's talk next week. And we talked ah, on zoom so cool. and she, and she showed me um, like the calling script for it. And I was like, this is it. And just let me ask questions. Yeah. Oh, it was, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and I think that's just a, like, not just stage managers. I think that's just something across the board with theater because I think so too. There are other websites like USITT would do, did one like every day at four for like two really? months. Yeah. And those are free too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think you can go on their YouTube page and see a lot of them, but yeah, it was just like, uh, because you know, the USITT national conference every year, mm-hmm. they couldn't have it. So basically right. everybody that was going to present something mm. still got the chance to present. That, oh my God. You know, that's the thing. We are creative beings. So with this yeah. uh, pandemic, yeah. we're going to figure it out. We're going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. The, the one thing that, because uh, I was on the SM Tech Friday this last week, was the the PSM for Phantom of the Opera in Korea, who nice, all right, who they opened their regular schedule mm-hmm. in like middle of March. They had shut down for two weeks because somebody tested positive. But other than that, they've done their shows with a thousand people in the theater. Um, that's because Korea is better at doing the pandemic than we are. Um, but who is it? Uh, <laughs> but uh but like he talked and then there was a, a a stage manager i think he was from wicked and he was like first thing i want to tell you all is theater is going to come back oh yeah um we've survived this before it just may not come back as soon as we want it to and i think that's what all of us whether you're at the broadway level or mm. the community theater level or the education level is holding on to is that it's gonna come back it is um, it's storytelling over and over and over different, you know, yeah. I, you know what I'm really looking for. I'm really looking forward to seeing even five years sooner than that, but five years from now, what the writing and the, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the shows are going to be like from the pandemic, you know, and, and what people are going to put in it. I mean, because yeah. there's so much, there's so many different, um, situations that mm-hmm. you know we could that are limitless where some are good and some are bad and um, when you're living in a good situation during something like this that's amazing but also having theater on top of that yeah, um, yeah. I do down here and there because I'm like oh when is this and you gotta rest I, I notice that you, during those times it's okay to just rest yeah and jump back in jump back in you know the next day yeah, and I was talking to I was talking to somebody earlier this week, um, where I'm really interested in seeing what the next ten, fifteen, 
with in combination with this and Hamilton coming out. Oh, I think and the combination of the two. Perfect. And yes, and everything else that's happening, I think the we're gonna have a whole nother like wave of just amazing playwrights mm-hmm. and 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 music writers and well, and now's the time, you know, change is happening and yeah. we're, we're not going to let this go right now. And I, I think that that also what to, you know, piggyback on what you're saying is it's going to open so many doors for uh, black artists, black writers, people of color, you know, it, it's going to open so many doors just by making these changes, which, you know, just makes me sad, but also very hopeful with, yeah. uh, even though there's a lot of violence right now, I'm very hopeful for these changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope that, or my goal is to be part of that somehow Same. Yes. in the future, whether it's stage managing, um, whether it's starting my own theater company, mm-hmm. which is still a big goal of mine, uh, whether it's directing, you'll do it. You'll do it. Um, yeah, I just hope that I can, you know, help push that change and and help that change. And I know you will too. Oh Um, yeah. And we can do it together. I was just thinking that I was like, that'd be, you know, a cool little, uh, brainstorming thing we could do every week or every other week and just get stuff going. Yeah. Us, uh, and other creators and other, yes. You gotta have a team. And I have a I have a couple of folks that I know that run theater companies in town that um I've worked with one for a couple shows or over a couple of years and I've I've known the other one. I haven't had a chance to work with her yet. Uh Stephanie who runs different strokes. Oh my god, I um, wanna work with her so badly. She's yeah, incredible. I think that I think different strokes and American Myth Center which is the the company that I worked with the two Romeo and Juliet shows. Um, right on. Oh yeah. I think the combination of those two will just help push that change in this area. And they already have have started that and I think the two of them Absolutely. together, Steph and Aaron will just Well, and Steph is um when I first moved here it was probably like 3 years ago. I had an amazing audition for different strokes um and there was just somebody that beat me out, which is awesome. And I love working with, I love working with actors better than me because it pushes me. Um, and I remember her intensity and how much I was like, she knows her stuff, you know, like she knows her stuff. I had a great audition. Um, well, you know what? It wasn't great. It might've been to her. I don't know, but I didn't, it wasn't, you know, I didn't feel solid um, for this, the show she just did, uh, what was it, with small cast. Why can't I remember? Rabbit, rabbit Hole. Oh, Rabbit Hole at um, ACT, yeah. Yeah, and so I just, I really, even if I don't get it, I like, I like her directing me, even, mm-hmm. even for that five-minute audition. I, I do take direction very well. That is something that, as an actor, I am proud of. Um, I love getting direction, you know, I love it because it really does push me and it makes me think and it makes my track different. And, uh, even perhaps my, my, my gate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've, I've wanted to work. I auditioned for her, my first show, my first audition back at UNCA. Cause I went to UNCA for a while, went away for a while. Then I came back and they do both of their show. The two shows they are doing in the semester. They auditioned the first week of school mm-hmm. and I auditioned for her um, and got a call back. Um, and it was one of those where, yeah, it was great. Like I, I read the monologue. She's like, do it this way. I read it before yeah. I walked out. She's like, come back for the callback. It was a really strong callback. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get the role, but I was in the, I was in the run crew. Oh, sweet. And they let us go. You know, you know, they do the show, they, they oh, do yeah. the run through and then notes the tech crew didn't have to be there, but I was there. Like, I just knew that I wanted, and I, I'm like that just about anywhere. Like I'm always that actor who's at rehearsal when he's not called. <laughs> like for wizard, I didn't miss, I didn't miss a rehearsal. Really? No, I mean, I was, you know, only not called like four different rehearsals, but um, I was there every rehearsal. I wasn't there every rehearsal for miracle when I did miracle on 34th street, but I was mm-hmm. there on nights that I wasn't called. Right. Um, I'm just, I like to learn. Um, me too and I just and like being in the room people. yeah yeah and, w- and whether it's the actors or if it's like a, a director that I really like and I yes. just want to sit and watch the director mm-hmm. uh, like Candace is an amazing director oh my god I um, could just talk about her all day she 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 knows her shit stuff <laughs> yeah Ew, you know it's uh yeah, yeah. Everybody knows I have a bad mouth, and I'm keeping it under control right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I keep it. I try and keep it clean on the. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. I think that I think that that one will be fine. That that slipped, yeah. Um, but yeah, Candace keeping is great, real. and I got to be the assistant director for her for Frozen Junior. No kidding. At ACT, yeah, and it oh, was a, gosh, it was a that. lot of just like sitting back and watching her work. And then she, uh, she was like, "Hey, yeah, you can whatever scenes you want to do, do." Um, she, her, her. Uh, what I love about her is when she's directing and she's explaining something. I visualize. That's mm-hmm. how I think. When you say chair, I picture a chair, and not the word. And so I can see her visual, her visualizations, mm-hmm. such as when she's like with the Queen of Hearts. Hey, uh, I want. From Matilda, you know, Miss Trunchbull. It's it. It was a mix between that and uh, a couple other things, but I knew exactly what she was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. I wish we we it got the show got shut down a week before it opened. <sighs> so because the way the kids do, they do like eight weeks of rehearsal, then two weeks of tech, and then a weekend of shows and we had just gotten through the first weekend of the first Ah. week of tech. So the next, the next week, which was Monday was going to be getting into costume. Right. And stuff like that. And she wasn't there uh, because she had a, uh, she couldn't be at rehearsal for whatever that day. And so I ran the full run through and it was just like, I did that. I gave notes and I was like, like at, at the end of giving notes, with these like 25 like middle school students oh my god uh, just looking at me and, and then like <laughs> look them looking at me i start giving the notes they look confused i i give them i was like you know explain it and they're like oh i got it and like just seeing them like click on i was like uh, oh i can i like this directing thing yeah oh i love directing it stuff. i love directing that that's also the 
I love putting actors in, when I'm directing, I love putting actors in positions that um, really push them. And sometimes, obviously when I, when I do it, I, we talk about it before because I don't want to yeah. put anybody in an uncomfortable position. Um, one of the scene, just a scene that I directed in college was, um, it was between these two, T for sympathy. Um, it was between two friends, two guys. One was a little bit softer. This is in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s. He's a little softer, um, plays the guitar, has longer hair. The, his roommate, his dorm mate is, um, you know, preppy. He's part of the, part of the dormitory boys, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are calling him, um, the longer haired, I can't remember Tom and something, a fag. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, my friend that played that character was just coming out. Mm. And um, the kid that played his friend, he was a freshman actually in um, college, and he—I just had a feeling that he could—he could really push himself. So, as a director, when you put something in between two people, it's—it automatically puts um, tension between them. It mm. automatically does, and so. This was a very, very intense scene. And toward the end, you know, you want that arc and to come back down just a tiny bit. I had them do this exercise where it was like you bang your hands. And I wanted Max this, uh, to call my friend Roni a fag. And it, it like even right now, it starts to like get me emotional because it's mm -hmm. like, that that just coming out is just so hard anyway. And then for, even though it's a safe space, it was like watching this and, and he was like saying his line and I was like, okay, is that how you would react when somebody's calling you a fag? And I was like, Max, call him a fag again. And it was like, bang. Rah! And eventually it was so powerful. And we, I mean, I called rehearsal after that. It was, yeah. it was that magical. And we didn't mean to do it. You know, that, that was even the best, better part because it just genuinely and generically happened. Yes, I had the lead of the exercise, but mm -hmm. just watching them um, connect in a safe but scary way at the same time. You know? Yeah. But that really gets that that's when it's for me so like oh yeah oh yeah this is gonna be good yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i think i think over the last year or so i've really really wanted to step into the directing world not like full-time and not like sure. giving up stage management but right. i've had multiple conversations <laughs> with uh with somebody at ACT over the last year where I would just walk into her office and sit down. I was like, what am I directing next year? Like, <laughs> yes. Or, or she'll come up to me. He's like, what do you want to do? Um, and then we go you back and forth. And oh my God. Yes. I've, I've always been, I've always been a good blocker. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, from years of acting and stage managing and, and understanding like that, but um, obviously directing is more than just, 
than just blocking. And so I think it's just having something that I can mold and do. And so what I did after little women, after we did our performance of little women about a week or two later, I was like, well, I need something. So what I did was, um, I have the script for Charlie Brown, which is one of my all time favorite shows. So good. Um, (laughs) and I just, I read the script and I listened to the music and I, you know, on my little yellow pad, I started writing down oh, like, yeah. my concept of the show and what I wanted the set to look like. And I have, you know, I drew out a floor plan and an elevation for it. And I just started blocking the show and just now, it. now I'm just like, I, I just need to cast in a, a place who's willing to let me do it. <laughs> um, right. I know yeah. that feeling. Uh, I know that feeling. Um. Yeah. And I just, and I think, you know, before everything shut down, I, we, I was probably going to direct something for the kids at ACT because the ACT, mm-hmm. like you can't, um, my understanding is you can't, you can't direct a, a main stage until you've directed one of the kids shows. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The and kids so are crazy to direct. So if you can do the, I feel like yeah. if you can do the kids, yeah. Um, adults are. Yeah. Although, and, you know. Yeah. And I was, yeah, sometimes kids, sometimes 25 kids is way easier than 10 adults. But, yeah. Depends um, on the crew. Yeah. <laughs> but also, true. like, we were talking about me picking a show for 35 Below to do. Oh, um, cool. I, I, I really like that space. Yeah. It's, I've, I've, uh, have you, have you acted in that space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did almost main in that space. And it's, that's a great show it is a great show and it's a scary space to act in like i think i was more nervous to act in 35 below than i ever have in the main stage yeah because you're sitting in their laps yeah they can see everything everything yeah they can see your eyeliner if you if you wear it wrong you know like i can't pay attention to this scene her her uh eyelash is falling off yeah (laughs) yeah um, I did, I did the last scene in almost Maine, the, okay. the, yep. the two, the snowmobiler, the snowmobilers, <laughs> that one. Yeah. That was a little awkward. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Even though, even though like we stopped at the, at like the long johns, it was still like, first of all, it was very hot. <laughs> it was. Well, and spit, we all know how we. There's like 12, <laughs> there's like 12 layers just. That you have to keep. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a good one. Heather and I yeah. did, did that scene and it was um, a different Heather, not you and I, which would have been fun. I, a, a <laughs> Heather, Heather Bronson and I did it. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was great fun. That's so cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I knew that you worked with kids and I guess I didn't realize that you started your own company with, uh, with kids. And so right now do you just stick with, with, with like the camp, process yeah I um and I took a little time off just because uh I mean to be honest it's the parents Mm -hmm. some of them um really treated me like a glorified babysitter and it's different when you don't have your your own space because the some of these parents are just dropping their kids off Mm -hmm. and um which is fine because like I said I I love having them in this safe zone and Mm -hmm. this fun zone and loving zone. Um, but at the same time, there is nothing worse than getting on stage and not knowing your lines. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. there, that is some, that is the most frightening. We have dreams about that as actors that we, you know, we, 
don't know our lines or, I mean, so when you, when a child goes up and doesn't know their lines because they didn't get any help at home, none. Mm. Um, and I understand parents are busy. I get that, but I have lots of parents, parent friends. Um, but that's really detrimental to that kid because they're nervous anyway. And then they get up there in front of people mm-hmm. and everybody's staring at you. No, it just kills me. So I, of course I would work really, really hard with um, the ones that weren't able to get that attention at home. Mm-hmm. I did have one parent that literally was clenching her fists and jumping up and down. I wasn't sure if I was with her daughter or her, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she was upset because one of the other parents said, had told me, um, that she thought I was too disorganized, which is fine. It's a new company. Of course I'm a little disorganized. You have to work through those kinks. Um, and so one of the parents told me that and she heard and she didn't get upset with them, which is fine. But she came to me and, and I said, you know, I, and I told her, I said, that kind of hurt my feelings. Um, this is like I said, just said, this is a brand new company. I would really appreciate it if you didn't, you know, put that out under my name because it is a little dry. It, it's just a little like, you know, demeaning, yeah. demeaning. Uh, before, cause word of mouth still is the number one, yeah. you know, marketing. Um, so I was a little shocked at the tantrum. Uh, so were the other parents. And I kept thinking, I kept saying, can we go outside? So that it's not in front of the kids. Yeah. I just, um, so that sort of, that, that really did put a damper, um, in between my shows. And finally, after the next show, I just was like, I'm going to take a little break and get these camps started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I give out a scholarship every, um, every uh, few camps. Mm-hmm. So, cause generally a lot of the kids come back, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you ever need a stage manager, well, I was just thinking, actually, I was like, or yeah, if you, or team. if you want to produce um, Charlie Brown, and need somebody to direct it let me know oh my god it's a it's a great show because there's only six people in it oh good i know it's only six people that's it and if you get a good group well my my initial plan was to and i've changed this but my initial plan was to do it in 35 below because like you know there's rules of like the cast can't be larger than this but like Mm -hmm because you can only have 40 people in there and stuff like that. Well, I was like, it's a six person cast, a pianist, and then somebody running the board and I can run the board. So, you know, that's eight people. Um, and then, you know, it's fine. It's it, you can block that show in that small of a space. Mm -hmm. Um, although it is a little bit detrimental, which is why I, I have changed my mind about doing it there, but I was going to do it with all teenagers. Right on. So I was going to have teenagers do a 35 below show. Wow. All right. So it's like. That's different. I like it. Right. And so it's more than just like, which I love their Tanglewood program, their after school program. It's it's really great. Um, But I think it's just like 
there, there's not a ton of, although this year Wizard of Oz had a lot of teenagers. Um, there was, they did a lot of shows that were going to have a lot of teenagers, but this mm-hmm. year, this next season wasn't going to be as, as teenage centric. And so I just like right. the idea of them just having another um, outlet to come to rehearsal and, and work with each other and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. yeah so that was my idea. Um, Cause like I did, I, all of my acting was in high school uh, was like in my high school, but I did right. all my tech stuff at the regional theater in town. Oh, and nice. So, okay. So yeah, I got to do both. A lot of times I was doing both at the same time. And so, uh, yeah, so, so I actually learned all, I learned, all, yeah, I learned all my tech stuff from um, like professionals. And so, and working with people who'd been Boom. on Broadway. Yeah. Right. But that's how you get, that's how you really hone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Craft. Um, just working with those people that you watch and you're like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to get there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now like I, now that I know more about like what stage managers do, like mm-hmm. I wish I would have been able to know more about like what they all did. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause they have people come in who are, who are equity stage managers Yeah. every now and then at that theater. And I'm just like, well, that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, this, I'm actually, working on hopefully going to grad school for stage management. So, Oh my God, you're going to be it. I'm telling you, I already told you. I already blew up your head. You're so good. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. I'll keep, I'll keep doing it. Well, I mean, if I can have a cast full of Heathers, that would be, that would be great. (laughs) Like actors, actors like you make this job easy and fun as easy as a stage, as stage managing can be. Sure. But it's like I never had to worry about you. I like knew you'd be there when when we told you to be there. Um, you you know you were where you needed to be on stage at all times. Like I just never had to had to worry about about you. And that's what the majority of that cast that cast was Alice. awesome. We we were talk about a good group. Yeah, I sometimes had to had to tell Sadie to to get somewhere. But other than that, you know, I, I can't. I really can't fault. You know, a 13-year-old who nope. was on stage for all 115 pages of a script. Like, and if she wanted to take... down. And if she, if she wanted to take 30 extra seconds to get to stage, I was okay with that. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think it's time to move on to uh, what I like to call speed round until I get, you know, a better name for it. Okay. I like I'm just going to ask you some questions. Um, okay. If you feel like you need to explain any of your answers feel free but you don't necessarily have to what's your favorite show you've ever been in favorite show i've ever been in was probably actually i played annie sullivan uh miracle worker i loved doing that show that was probably one of my favorites yeah, and the Music Man. I I just had fun with that one. That was <laughs> I love the Music Man. Who are you in Music Man? Um, Alma. Mm. I was the counter tenor in the, were you? In the quartet. Nice. nice. This was back in the day before I worked summer camp, so I still had like a really high voice. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny as I was the biggest of us all. 
like like the broadest of all of us. Mm -hmm. And our base was like the smallest of all of us, which is really funny. And so it was always a big laughter when I would hit ice cream, like way up there. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a fun show. What is your favorite show you've ever seen? Favorite show I've ever seen is Rent or Wicked. Oh, that's hard. Miss Saigon. All right. That was one of the best. Miss Saigon on Broadway. That was, that really was, uh, that was probably like 97 and that cast, mm-hmm. maybe 96, that cast. Ugh, it was so good. Um, the lighting and I knew the music, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. And the way they set it up was, uh, really awesome. So. What are your dream roles? And I always ask this in two ways. One is the like the non-realistic one, like it won't ever happen, maybe because it's like a different race or a different gender or whatever. Mm-hmm. My my uh, example is always like my non-realistic dream role is Cole House Walker Jr. from Ragtime. All right, Ragtime is my all-time favorite musical, which is not always on people's list of favorite musicals, but I like it. It's a good. It one. is. It's amazing. But Cole House Walker Jr. is my non-realistic. I will never play that role. And then, like my realistic ones are like The Beast and Beauty and the Beast or Shrek yeah. or, or you know any of those. So what are yours? Okay, so dream role would actually be Lafayette in Hamilton right now. Um, I would love to play. Lafayette and Jefferson. Um, and so that won't happen. Um, so then, <laughs> um, some that I really would like to play, I want to play, I want to be in Stop Kiss. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. It's I just two, know. it's actually just two characters. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I, you would like it. I, I think you should read it. It's it's really intense. The emotional um, journey with it, and also it goes into um, everything from sexuality, confusion, mm. love, um, adventure. It, yeah. So I would love to do that. Yeah, I mean, if you have a if you have an electronic copy of that, send it my I'll way, and I'll read it for sure. Um, have you ever heard of the Sunset Limited? Uh, no. It's a two person. It's like a it's like forty six page or something like that script of just two people in a living room talking about things from like living and love it. God and whatever. I stage yeah. manage that. That's one of the, I'm wor- I'm working on a monologue from there. You know, if you just, have that, send it along. I would love yeah. to read that. Um, I love one woman shows too. So interesting. I don't know. That would be an interesting challenge if I could it's do a one man show. I've done a half an hour one and that's a lot of talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do Santa land diaries. Santa land diary. I feel like I've heard of that. What? 35 below does it almost every year. It's the, that's where I'm at. Okay. I was like, it's, it's a one man show of, of like an elf who works for Macy's <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's okay. just, he's just angry about the world. It's oh one of those, God. it's a one man show. That's funny. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, my home theater did it a lot. They would do like, cause they've done best Christmas pageant ever mm-hmm. during the Christmas time every year for the last 29 years. 29. Yeah. And it's one of those where Holy. like in order, 
it's just like a rite of passage for kids at that right. theater. It's like most of the teenagers who do the, who do stuff there started out as like a baby angel. And then oh, like nice. the boys were the shepherds and the girls were the angel choir. And then yeah. you work your way up to be a herdman. Yeah. So, but they would do like Levels. that. They would do that at like seven 30 and then at 10 30, they would do Santa land diaries. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. You may have answered this with your last one, but what is your favorite, uh, like, most underrated shows? Like, you just really love it, but, like, most people haven't heard of it, or they've heard of it, but they, you know, haven't watched it just because. Right. Um, Let's see. I just read a couple. Um, I love the effect of gamma rays on man in the moon marigolds. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a wacky show. It's a, it's a lot of, there's a lot of kids in it. Um, some adults. That was one of my first audition pieces was uh, a monologue from there. And I, I, I used it. It's a high, I was a high schooler, but I used that monologue until I was like 27. Yeah. But because I could play that, I could play really yeah. young can also play older i feel like i've come into my own character now my type yeah. when i was younger it was just oh i was all over the place i didn't know yeah. um you know what i also love vagina monologues that that is a that is a powerful play and when people hear the word vagina they're like yeah. they're like ah! or they're like <laughs> what is this or, and they think it's going to be some sexual show. And yes, there's some sexuality to it, but there's so much depth for women yeah, and so much information. So that's a fun one. I assistant directed that one and it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Somebody yeah. I worked with did that this past, like right before everything shut down. Uh, yep. February is usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then the last question, which is the question I ask everybody and it always puts people on the spot and they have no idea how to answer it, but it is okay. There's oh my no God, wrong I love answers these. to this. Okay. <laughs> Why theater? Why theater? Because I feel loved and, um, accepted and, I just like the spotlight, man. I love performing. It's like, it's like, give it to me. You want the camera? Okay, come on. Come on. I'll, I'll show you my face. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's powerful. And I, I really, that's why it's just, it's, it's like a, a, a really good drug, but a positive one, you know, something that just runs through your veins. Yeah. I've, I've said that for years. I've said the, I would say theater is my drug. Oh yeah. Easy. Um, easy. I, you can't, like you said earlier, right in the beginning of this yeah. conversation, you always go back to theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's home. It, it gives you a, it gives you a high. There's this, un, there's this high after a show. Um, oh and, my God, yeah. and I'm always hungry after it. So like those, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a beer and some food. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't eat before a show. Me neither. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I've over the over the past few years, I've gotten to the point where, like, if it depends on the role. That's true. Yes. Like, true. Um, usually, like, if I'm ensemble in a musical, I can eat like 30 minutes before show, and I'll be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, so. yeah. and like, as the lion, I had to have some food just to give me 
nutrient energy, but like I would stop at a certain point. Um, yeah, it's in, as you get older, it's really good to find those, those things that really do help you on stage. Um, mm -hmm. because we really do, we're, you know, actors are lazy people that uh, I had a plenty of coaches that said that now, granted, nobody take this really like to heart, but you know, we like to create, we don't, I don't want to work at a yeah. job from nine to five. Uh, yeah. that's me. A lot of people can do that, but I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, I do. I have to. Um, but luckily the job that I have, um, and the supervisor that I have allow me to do the creative stuff as well. And that's awesome. That's what yeah. I think every having balance is just so important. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and part of my job is performing anyway. <laughs> like, cause I, you know, I, oh, I yeah. Cause I, I bring, you know, hundreds of student or a hundred students to campus and I typically give, um, an info session and that's just, that my, that's my energy. hour of performance. Yes. Um, that'll and, knock you out sometimes and, and pretending and, to, and pretending to be awake at nine o'clock in the morning when it's cold outside <laughs> oh, in yeah. front of 80, in front of 80 eighth graders is, uh, is a performance yeah, within hard. itself sometimes. I'm sure. Um, but Please it's where, yeah, it's where I use my, you know, uh, my projection mm -hmm. and my enunciation that I've learned being, a, yeah. being an actor. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and thanks oh, for, John, thank uh, you, so you know, shoot me a message on Instagram saying, I want to be in, I want to be on the podcast. Absolutely. So anybody thank listening, so if, if you are within any part of theater, um, you know, hit me up and, you know, you can find me on Instagram, which is standby underscore go underscore podcasts. Shoot me a DM and I will get you on. Ask Heather. I think she sent me on Friday. I think she's like, let's do it. And, and it's Monday. And it's Monday. Here we go. We rocked um, this out. Yeah. But it's been, it's been fun sitting down and I don't think I've seen you since Alice. So it's been, it's yeah. been a while. It has. Um, Feels like and yesterday though. I yeah. Yeah. Loved that show. And uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. You can always catch us on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also on YouTube. So um, until next time. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>